0: salutations and greetings. Welcome to Neville Mind Tricks, a face for telephone and a voice for email. Oh, it's going to be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days. Have you heard that before? It's usually after something less than favorable happens to a person, either that or a series of less than favorable events. So, for example, take me, a couple days ago, woke up, was running late to right on time for a meeting. Had to take care of some business, won't um, get into detail for risk of being TMI, and um, realized that I was out of toilet paper when it was too late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, I'm here now. I figured it out. But at that moment, I just started laughing. And I thought about the people that say, oh, it's going to be one of those days. I mean, I guess you could get the opposite end of the spectrum. Somebody wakes up right on time. Everyone waves at them and is really nice while driving out of the neighborhood. They hit every, re- every green light on the way to the office. That perfect placed spot nearest to the front door is available. They happen to bring breakfast and coffee in from your favorite place, and even if you did already have a cup of coffee, you're okay to have another. That does happen, but you rarely, I know you do, but you rarely hear those people say, oh, this is going to be a good day, some wonderful things are happening. Usually it's kind of like the old uh, rundy curse, if anyone remembers the old show about the guy from the Midwest who used to sell shoes, um, and the mindset is that if things are too good, then you have to be extra cautious. It's going to be one of those days. What kind of day are you setting the tone for? First thing in the morning. Good and evil. Neville says, the Bible says, there's no such thing as good or evil. It just is. One can use their imagination for things that are good or things that someone else may not think is good. Arrogance. Arrogance, I guess, is a subset of good and evil. You could talk about ego that type of thing, people pulling rank. The reason I'm going to bring this up is because some individuals that I've spoken to and me in a past state, like when I was younger, or people that I've known when they were younger, they kind of think this way about people that are arrogant, they kind of pedestalize them. And here are a few reasons why you don't have to. All right, you know how I like to pick on feminists. So let me talk about the guys. Talk about the guys. So yeah, you got the bro guys that I've talked about before that pretty much have good genes because their parents have good genes. They could eat whatever they want and they're still in somewhat decent shape. That may or may not end at a certain age once gravity and genetics catches up to them. But I know people that are gray-haired and have no problems with their physical appearance, eating whatever they darn well please. just is what it is. But if they're arrogant and pulling rank, they didn't do anything. That's just how they are. So there's a couple folks. I've been, I don't want to do like an AA meeting type deal. Oh, my name is Jackson and I'm a uh, social media holic. I've been social media free for blank amount of days. So none of that nonsense. But when I used to be really heavy into the social medias, and I guess I'm re- I'm still heavy into this, it's a um I don't want to do any advertising, but if you've been around sometime you know what i'm talking about it's a video platform i pay for the premium so i don't get any commercials but this was before i decided to really hone in and um that's eh, funny they just sent me an email but i just really wanted to hone in and focus but before then i'm like okay what's i had a couple hours left to work i'm like let me browse around and look at something interesting. And it was a some D-bag, bro science, backward hat-peppered hair guy that was interviewing some business guru. But the business guru didn't look like your stereotypical business guru would look like. So I'm like, let me have a, a lesson to this guy. So I listened to it and I was actually very intrigued. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. He says a lot of good things. It was a very... Nice way to spend my time. That wasn't didn't involve Neville or the Bible. Kind of entertaining. So I decided to do some additional research on the the fella, and I see that there's a like a course that they have for everyone's a, a genius and they're trying to sell you some some bullpucky. So it's a course on how to be successful in any type of business in this specific type of business and he was gonna teach you all he knows, blah blah blah, you know, all that the same BS um cock and bull song and dance type of nonsense. So I decided to dig deeper and his daddy built the business, taught him all he knew, he even said that his dad used to talk all about business ever since he could remember and then just handed over the reins and gave him the business. Yet, he was charging people an arm and a leg to teach him how to be successful in that business. That's a very solid, come on, man. It's called childhood programming. Feel free to let me know what you think about childhood programming nevillmindtricks at gmail.com or shoot me an email. You don't have to agree with me. You could disagree with me all you want, but if you disagree with me, make sure you have a really good position. And yes, and I'll take away one of your positions that with Neville, you can go back and revise, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can, but just naturally. Somebody meet off the street, rarely know Neville or barely just starting to get into Neville and some who thinks he's an expert and makes you sell his stuff and you find out the reason that he's an expert is same scenario, put you in this picture. Your daddy was a widget, the king of widgets in either the small town you were in worldwide, international, as big as you want to be. He was a king of widgets, sent you over to a specific school, Get a degree and then come work with him and then he decided to retire early in his 60s and by the time you were whatever age you were, let's say 26 or 27, boom, here you go. Here's a business and then you present yourself as a genius. We didn't do jack squat except be dealt the right hand of cards in the gene pool. Was that called nepotism? All right. Neville, thanks for chiming in of all the nonsense we have in the world. And again, when it comes to arrogance, some people are like, oh my gosh, these girls are so beautiful, blah, 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 to which I have to say, here's the deal. Again, not good or evil, good, bad, or indifferent. Let me just point out some stones here. All right, let me think. They say they're independent, but they still live with their parents or with roommates. I'm going to spare you the sound effects if you feel like having it play in your head. Obviously, I'm not in control of that. They act like they're a 10, a 10 being very easy on the eyes and a 1 being not that attractive. Yet... You know, they're walking around like a 10, yet they look more like Dylan Mulvaney or Martha Stewart on the cover of a swimsuit magazine versus Christy Brinkley in 1981. Any fellas, if you haven't seen that or if you've seen that and just want a reminder, you are welcome. Christy Brinkley, 81 swimsuit issue cover. Now, I'm not judging these women on looks. I'm just saying if you're going to come correct and walk around like you're God's gift to the planet, you have to have some uh, value behind your statement. Oh, let me see. All right. Yep, they're in their their 20s, mid-20s, early 30s, whatever. But Martha Stewart on the cover of a swimsuit magazine, looks better than them. Looks better than them. And I'll talk more about that later. A lot of them have really ugly feet. Like, just look at their feet. They're just nasty. It looks like if somebody held them over a lake, they could catch their dinner and then scale the fish, and then they go home looking like they just stomped out a forest fire. I mean, these some of these women have just nasty horrendous feet. And they all have demanding jobs as well. I know I can't speak for all women. There's some great women out there. I know a lot of them. Demanding jobs. But they're inane jobs like an appointment setter at a chiropractor office. The lady that answers a phone for... Like a phone answering service for like a um, crooked contractor that nobody likes or the appointment confirmer at the dentist you know the person that's like hi Jamie this is Susie Q with XYZ dental we got you down for 11 49 a.m. will you be able to make that appointment And um, no offense, somebody has to do those jobs. There's nothing wrong with those jobs at all. They're probably pretty cool jobs with a lot of opportunity. That's not the point. The point is they're not demanding. They're not demanding. (laughs) And just because I'm a role, it's time to go solo. All right, I mentioned ugly feet. Yet, they spend however many, I'm sure at least hundreds of dollars to get the um, the blowtorch and the welding mask to get the calluses off their feet or the cheese grater, bunions, corns, and they got their paint. So they spend all this money on their feet, even though their feet are just horrendous. They probably go to some kind of a tanning bed or lay down by the pool to get a get the sun. Not really a bunch of money spent there, but they do some kind of a laser or another hair removal service. They take 20, 30 minutes to put on 10 plus pounds of makeup. They put in fake hair extensions. They go get their eye, eyebrows waxed. They pay somebody to put something in their eyelids to make their eyelashes look better. Um, They go to the gym to take selfies, but then they do what they call body sculpting, which is just virtually liposuction. So here are these women that are spending thousands of dollars in their appearance, walking around like they're God's gift to the earth. And I could go on and on for this. I'll probably close it up and bring it in right here. Yet, they have to spend all this money just to look average. How hot can they really be? Sorry, ladies, you brought this upon yourself. And obviously not all ladies. Because like I said, I know a lot of of real good ones. But then there's the other ones. The moral of the story here is, it's going to be one of those days. Set the tone for the type of day... You want to have. And secondly, if you come across somebody arrogant, don't let them pull rank. I mean, there's probably more subtle things that you can do, but sometimes you just have to look at the stones as a reframe to gain perspective. And until we hear again, imagine better than the best. You know?